All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back after a week off. We did take a week off for the holiday, uh, but the Breaks Radio is back. I'm one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm in the building with Miss Mary Almonte. What's going on, Mary? Hey. And then we also got Baylor. The Great is in the We're building. Here. <laughs> what's going on, Baylor? Yo, what's up? <laughs> How are we living? We're good, man. How was everyone's uh, holiday weekend? Earthquakes. Yeah, for you. <laughs> Shaking over here. Yeah, we were thinking of you for sure. And see, this yeah. is why I can't live in LA, though. Like, mm-mm. I, hey, look. I didn't feel neither one of them. The only two, the only two earthquakes I felt was Kawhi going to the Clippers and PG thirteen going right behind him. I felt those. I felt those for sure. And it's so funny that news dropped this, like a couple hours after the earthquakes, right? Hayes, I was high as God's eyes. I looked at my, I looked at my phone and I said, it said Kawhi to the Clippers. I said, cool. I kind of expected him to go either back to Toronto. The, the Clippers was still in the picture, somewhat of a curveball because of the news that they told us. But I, something told me to look at the phone again, and it said, the Clippers trade for Paul George. But I gave the phone to my homeboy. I said, is that, does that say Paul George? And I'm like, man, that was that was cool. That was a good move, though. Yeah, yeah, they, they're going to be dangerous. I, I like that move. Um, but, yeah, Mary, how was your uh, holiday weekend? You do anything special? No, just barbecues, you okay. know. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Well, let's get into these topics this week, and one that is a couple weeks old now because we did take that week off, but I still wanted to discuss it. Lil Nas X came out um, and was immediately trolled on the internet. Um, what do you guys... A, I really... It's not about the music because him coming out doesn't affect the music at all to me. I mean, that song's still number one. People still mm-hmm. should go out and support it. If you don't, that says more about you than it does about him. But what do you guys think about, like, kind of the reaction from social media and some of the other people in hip-hop as well, positive and negative? Baylor, what do you think? Yo, like, to me, I thought the reaction was just too much. He came out, he said, you know, I'm I'm gay. And I said, all right, cool. You still got the number one track out. Like, I don't see, what is the big deal, people? What is it? What do we want? You know, like any, and this is, it's our people though. That's the cold part about it. That's what hurts. And I think too, like it's at this point, like my thing, whole thing is, is like, why do we still make a big deal out of people coming out? Do you have to come out as straight? Like, I don't give a damn who you, who you're sleeping with. It has nothing to do with me. Um, so why, and why does that affect the music? I don't know. But Mary, what do you think about all of it? I feel like we all start thinking that we're, you know, then stuff like this happens and you're reminded not over are you know, not a big deal anymore. So, I mean, it was really annoying me how on Twitter, at least I saw a lot of people were like trying to liken the lyrics to Old Town Road to like yeah, gay activity. Crazy. Yeah, man, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it was like, just stop. But he took it like a G. He was like, the next dude that says something offensive is being, is going <laughs> to get kissed. Kiss. Yeah, that's crazy. I was dying. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he ended up. Good for him, though. 
and I that was... actually made me like him and respect him a little bit more because before I kind of felt like he was a bit of a troll. Or like, who even is he, right? It's like his marketing strategy behind, I think we talked about this in the past, his rise to fame really should be studied. Um, and it kind of was based on fraudulent and deceptive <laughs> behavior, if you ask me. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, the fact that now he's actually showing us who he really is after he, it, I mean, again, I feel like this was a genius strategy as well because he gained the fame and notoriety. Uh -huh. And then he's like, and guess what? Your favorite you know, singer right now is gay. So how do you feel about that, homophobes? Like, yeah. it's kind of dope. And yeah, the, the, I was glad to see as much positivity, like positive support that came out of it. But, you know, some people still trolled him, especially like you said on Twitter. Um, and it's just like, at this point, in this day and age, are we really still gay bashing? Like, really? Come on now. It's 2019. Let's, let's, let's yeah. keep it going. Um, but you can't troll the troll because some of his responses were hilarious. Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Um, but let's move into the next topic, one that I know Mary's going to be excited to talk about. At least I hope. Make it, you may hate it. I don't know. We haven't talked about it yet. But the trailer finally came out for Wu-Tang and American Saga. Um, the not biopic, bio series, I guess is what we'll call it. Um about the Wu-Tang Clan, Mary, as the biggest Wu-Tang fan I know, what do you think about it? Can I just say that it looks fucking dope? Um, I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, it, you know, Davies' part in the trailer was minimal, so that might have helped. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, everybody else seems so well cast, though, and I'm surprised because, like, even RZA was reminiscent of the real RZA. Like, it was... He's not an easy person to play either, I don't feel. So, I mean, Young Dirty, obviously, his father spit him out. So it would be surprising if he didn't do a good job impersonating him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it really, I'm really hyped for it. I'm really excited. This trailer got me more excited than I was for it before because, he, like you said, I didn't know what production quality or anything that was going to go into it, how the actors were going to portray him. But they cast Shamik Moore as RZA who's the same guy who voiced Spider-Man in the news movie, and he was the main character in Dope. He's a good actor, really good actor, and he really, truly embodies that role from the snips that we that I was able to see so far from the trailer. I'm really excited for this. It seems like they kind of put the same love in it that was in Straight Outta Compton, and as long as that's going to be in there, it's going to be dope. But, uh, Baylor, what do you think? I'm here for Old Dirty Bastard. And, okay. I, and, 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 and I'm, uh, you know what, Mary, I know, but I'm supporting Dave East on this. <laughs> it was a, it was it was a flash, but I said, "I'm ready, I'm ready." Hey, that trailer right there, I watched it twice. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna watch it again because, um, man, I I it's needed. It's needed. We yeah. got NWA. Wu Tang is like, come on. Yeah, they make sense. They they're, they're, it it really makes sense that they'll be the next ones up. And mm -hmm. like Wu Tang's story and their influence is so. I mean, we've talked about it when we did the bracket. So I'm not gonna get wax poetic about Wu Tang yet again. I I do it every time I get the chance. But it's really really good to see that they're paying as much respect to it and hopefully they tell the story in a great way. Um, but yeah, what? So this makes me kind of spin off into the next question. Um, what other group would you like to see or just act, hip-hop, rapper, musician, whatever, that you'd like to see another or that you think could stand up to a whole series being done at instead of, instead of just a movie? Hmm. Now, being a stand, uh, I would love to see I would love to see the locks. Okay. But I don't think it's enough. Um, 
I don't I don't think the storyline is long enough. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Stop it. Uh, the storyline continues with the locks. I'm with I, you there. I get it, but as far as like when you when you talk about the groups that that was created in the early and mid nineties is and you know NWA started in the late eighties, mm-hmm. so we right. we seen a lot of that growth with the lock. Don't get me wrong, I'm a fan, but it's like what story are, would they be able to tell though? Well, how you about know? how they went from bad boy to rough riders? That yeah. was, that was not, I, and that was like an abrupt change. Like I remember being like, wait, what? And I remember they came out with that song while out. And in the beginning, remember they're like, and if you're glad that LOX is Rough Riders now, mm-hmm. like, wait, what? They're not a bad boy anymore? Like, I don't know. I feel like there's some shit that happened that caused that shift. You you <laughs> know what? You're right. You're right. Because I do I do wanna see I do wanna see the uh the part where because they've said this on their on in the interview where they actually went up to Bad Boy when they wanted to get out of them contracts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I definitely want to yeah. see that. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. And can I just tell you that they're all still so entertaining on Twitter? Oh yeah. Like, yo, <laughs> yo, especially the ghosts. Especially yes. the ghosts. Yes. I mean, he'll be on some calm shit and dropping knowledge, and then he'll start addressing trolls, and it'll be like, I'll slap him. And he will talk. No, I'm just playing. Yo, me and him (laughs) went back and forth. Me and him went back and forth one time on some... It was like like an injury or something like that. He said something about like a toe injury or something like that. And we just talked about that. Like, he really interacts with the fans. Yeah. Yeah. And then his whole shift to like veganism and and juicing, and he owns a juice bar and Yonkers, and I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of content there that would be great. You're right. How about just instead of groups, right? How about we take it a step further and do like the clicks or the were they labels? Is that what we call them? Like Rough Riders in general versus Bad Boy versus you. You know what we want to see. We definitely want to see that Death Row versus Bad Boy. Yeah, see that that's been done. Like that's the that's the clear one to do. Like I like kind of. But did they do it right though? True. Right. It wasn't the whole label. It was more like okay, we're we're seeing like Tupac side of it and NWA side of it, but not Death Row and how Suge really rose to power and I don't know. Behind the scenes, remember DMX? Remember DMX and Corrupt had a little thing going on in the midst of that. Yeah. Yeah. A DMX would be one that I would love. Like when you look at the highs and lows of like his life since he got on, like. That would be a great series. Like you'd have to do multiple seasons to cover DMX's yeah, life. Um, for sure. But to you know something that's kind of that most people wouldn't think about. Um, damn, what, where did my mind go with it? Uh, like I think that uh, Khaled would probably be a good one. As much as I hate DJ Khaled, like when you think about all the labels that he's been on and how how long he's really been around, like to see kind of the story of the of the rise of DJ Khaled would be a good one too. Yeah. Are, are we not going? Sorry. First of all, let me apologize. Okay. Come on, LL Cool J. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what's crazy? That's so weird, Baylor. You bring that up. I was watching Crush Groove the other day, and I was shout really out to Crush like, Groove. Yo, and I was like, LL man, and how about Sheila E? Even like she put it Ooh. down for like women and was such an innovator in the game, and we overlooked her every time we've mentioned. You know, I mean, I guess because she wasn't an MC per se, even though she was dropping some bars and first groove. But anyway, yeah. You know what? My top three, LL Cool J, Ice-T, and the Locks. Okay. What about Queen Latifah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, she number four. She number, no, she number three. (laughs) 
Cool. Cool. Mary, uh, any, anyone else you want to add? Yeah. So what about, sorry, um, Combat Jack. Ooh, and I know oh, we're, going, we're going a whole other place with this, but it was his ooh, birthday either yesterday or the yeah, day before. Yeah. Yo, salute like to done, that. Right? He's done so much for the culture and podcasting in general. Let's be real. Like, we probably wouldn't even be here right now doing what we're doing if it weren't for him. And he had such an interesting life. Like, yeah. there was an article I read about him in Vulture, which, whatever, I could share the link after. Um, it was crazy. Like, I never even knew all these things about him. And it was like, wow, this man needs to be saluted. Like, we, light needs to be shed here. So, but you, yeah. you know what? Because you brought him up, I can say that I wouldn't have Ice T and I and and uh, LL Cool J if I didn't listen to his podcast because they both told their stories on his podcast. Ooh. There you go. That's why I want to see it. That's, That's I think it. I think Mary just won this on one. It. I think Mary she just got won that. that one. Yeah, she, <laughs> she got that. She won this topic. Like definitely I'm not competing. She acting a fool today. I don't know what's going on. She's doing that. All right. Well, uh, let's get into the next topic. Uh, well, before we get into, I have a question, Baylor. I know you, I don't, Mary. I'm, and this is not a slight to you, Mary. I just don't know how much you pay attention to like podcasts, like in and out shit. But this beef between the Reed and the Joe and Joe Button needs to stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Like it needs to stop. Have you have you caught up on that at all, Mary? Please don't. No. Please don't. No. I just want to mention don't it. Catch up on it. What happened? Please tell me. Now you can't just. You gotta, you gotta keep the background. <laughs> so, Chriselle from uh, The Read, she pulled an old quote from ASAP Rocky. Um, Joe Budden took issue with it because it was a quote from years and years and years ago. And he talked about how uh, they were trying to damn him by old thoughts or whatever. And he mentioned it on his podcast. And Chriselle went in on Joe Budden on, uh, on Twitter just saying how his brand is dead and I, I can't remember the exact word on it, but she went in, Joe Budden responded and I just kinda looked at this and I'm like, it's funny. All the beefs that Joe was in while he was a rapper, who would think that he would get in the podcast beef? It's kinda all just coming full circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, don't nobody want smoke with us is all I have to say. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but let's, let's stay on positivity. Rhapsody <laughs> announced a new album titled Eve, and anyone who knows me knows that I hold Rhapsody in a very high regard for her uh, artistry and her lyricism and just her as a rapper in general. So I'm extremely excited about this album being announced. What do you guys think about it? She's held to a higher standard now. Yeah. But, like, to me, she's up there... And I shouldn't have to say this, but I mean, we know how it is. She's up there with the fellas. Absolutely. You know? So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm here for it. Just waiting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm just like, I'm just wondering why this is not making as much noise as if like Megan the Stallion or Cardi were coming out. With you something. know why. You know why. Yeah. Right. Well, it's I know not. why, but I was trying to be, you know, elusive. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, how about this? I think it's messed up why it's not. You know, there's not like this excitement around this because. But she won't die out though. That's the that's the. She has long She's not yeah, gonna die true. out. So true. what what do you guys think about the fact that of, of that like so as much as we talk about this women empowerment and women in hip hop like the fact that one of the few female MCs that doesn't rely on sex at all doesn't show off her body or anything like that it's strictly about the music really kind of goes unnoticed by by the mainstream. How, how do you guys feel about that? The, the bad part about it is 
she has to do extra things to be mentioned with the fellas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, again, like you just said, she's not out there, you know, checking her ass or anything like that. And her lyrics is potent. It's a market for that. It's just not mainstream market, you know, and she's always going to get respect from the people that really talk hip hop. Um, it's just, you know, it's just not going to be radio popular or, you know, or, uh, poolside party popular, you know, but at the end of the day, she will go down in history as one of the best, not one of the best, uh, female MCs, but one of the best in general. Okay. I like that, Mary. Um, I hope that's true because I feel like there's a lot of people that don't know of her because she's not getting that same attention. I mean, I learned of the project coming out via Twitter and, you know, I mean, there wasn't like zero buzz, but there definitely wasn't the kind of buzz that would make noise or gain her, you know, like a new fan base. It's like the people who are fans are happy about this, but I don't really think she's getting more traction, I guess. So, yeah. It's it, it's 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 really disheartening to see somebody as talented as her. Like, I get it. Hot Girl Summer. I'm so tired of the City Boy, City Girl Summer shit. Like, it's ridiculous. But, shit. yeah, I'm sick of it. But the fact that, you know, because she's not on that wave that she really doesn't get the attention that she deserves and people are missing it. They're going to miss out on a hell of a career. I'm just glad that I appreciate it and the people around me do. And we can especially hear because we're going to talk about it, the album when it, when it comes out. And I'm glad that at least people like us do have those conversations about her. It's all. It's almost like it's almost like her camp has to come up with a creative marketing scheme, um, you know, and push her brand a little bit, not better, but different, you know, yeah. because it it's sad to tell you the truth. Holla at me, Rhapsody. I'll go out here and do it. Shit. <laughs> well, that's a whole other topic, though, right? Because I feel like there's not a lot of innovation in music marketing these days. It's the formula kind of is always give the people what they have displayed that they want. So most of the time, like the marketing team is not trying to be bold and innovative. They're trying to stay on brand, so to speak. Okay. I'm not with that strategy, but you know, that's, I'm weird anyway. So yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. It's not like the one size fit all marketing for artists. Right. And I think everyone's so afraid to lose their fan base that they do have that they're scared to step out of their comfort zone to attract a new fan base or, you know, change their image up. So, and I, and I don't think you should have to do that because if you step outside, uh, step outside of what you do, then you're lying at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Gotta be authentic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. We're going to come back and uh, we'll be right back after this. Oh. Hey there, I'm CJ. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. On the Love, Lust, and Badass Soul podcast, we feature weekly discussions on sex, relationships, and everything in between. We offer advice and personal perspectives on everything from sex tips to remembering to love yourself within your relationship to keeping things spicy in the bedroom to marriage and infidelity. We also address direct listener questions from emails, messages, and voicemails, as well as tackle trending issues on social media with a combined American-Jamaican flair. Tune in weekly to Love Less and Badass O, a proud member of the Breaks Media, which is also home to many other great podcasts on culture, news, media, sports, and more.
all right. I I I had to leave this one on the list. I flirted with taking it off. Um, but I just think we'll have a fun conversation about this one. Is 50 Cent starting to be too much with the trolling online? What do you guys think? Is it, It's this thin line between funny and just shut the fuck up. Where do you guys think 50 is at this point? Mary, I'll come to you first on this one. Well, I'll say I haven't heard anything in a couple of days, so that's progress. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's – I'm just not a fan of that bullshit anyway. Like, I feel like we have too many problems in the world to be focusing on foolishness. <laughs> And he's just a distraction. So, yeah. I mean, at first it was funny with the whole who owes 50 cent money next. All right, find something new because it's just whack and tired at this point. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Baylor? You know, people got to start responding to him, start reacting to it. You know, a, a bully is a bully. And there's only two ways that you can, well, actually, is one way because you can't really ignore a bully. Not these days. You got to punch him in his mouth, you know, uh, either that or you just have to keep you have to try to ignore him to the point where um, it's, it's kind of hard because when you look at the celebrities nowadays, they're, you know, some of them are soft, Most you know, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, so they eventually, you know, go online and show their emotions and, st- and things like that. Um I would say go go bar for bar with them, but the only cast that could do that is probably the cast that got the same amount of money or more. You know, he him and Jay went at it. It was a friendly competition. Him and P Diddy went at it. It was a friendly competition. Um, but eventually, they just stopped talking. They just stopped talking to him. They went on and did what they did. I don't know, man. I, I guess we gotta wait for someone else to come along and be the bigger bully. Well, well Young Book tried to punch him in his mouth. But the only one that has. And I don't even know if people talk about this. The only one that has is successfully succeeded his bully was Rick Ross. That is actually true. You're everybody right. else, everybody else reacted in an emotional way. Come out with a post saying, "Yeah, I owed him this amount of money. I don't owe him." Like you don't, you shouldn't even have to do that. Yeah. But why? Why are people borrowing money from Fifty Cent? Like I just feel like even before all this came out, he just doesn't seem like someone I would want to borrow money from. Like, I, what in the, like... Really? I, guess, I guess it's just being caught up in that circle that he's running with, you know, and just being in certain situations. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, hopefully everyone's learned their lesson by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it, 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 the whole, like you said, 50 just seen... He's that person that you know if you borrow anything from, they're going to hold it over your head. Like, he's he's that person, he's the, that shark that, that's like, all right, let me borrow $5. You have you have the five dollars to give him back in two weeks, and he's like, "Oh no, I, I need that in your shoes." Like that—that's the type of person Fifty is. What um, interest? <laughs> but what do you guys think? Uh, so yeah. we mentioned the little Nas X stuff. Him, he had he made a little joke at Young Buck. Little Nas kind of called it because he made it at them. But the gay bashing is that? Does that cross the line for you? Or is that still in the realm of just being funny? It's corny um, is what it is. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of corny, and then some stuff you just gotta leave up to the actual people that he's talking about. You know, he probably you know Little Nas X and Young Buck they might take it as a joke, so we can't really get all personal about it. But at the same time, like you said, it's corny. So I think when people, all right, let's put it like this: if the fans, the viewers, stop paying attention to it, then he has to stop because he know we react to it. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, we'll see if we can stop reacting. I doubt it. People will always react. I doubt it. I doubt it. 
Yeah. Uh, this next bit of news, positive piece of news that we have on here. Uh, Colin Kaepernick gets Nike to pull down uh, the Betsy Ross Air Maxes, which had the old American flag that's used for racism um, on there. It's, it, the the story's kind of cool. So he mentions to Nike how, you know, still is used for racial propaganda and they quickly pulled it down. You know, he's kind of their golden child right now. Uh, Mary, what do you what do you think about the story? And what do you think about him actually getting the shoe pulled down? So I don't think you guys follow me on Facebook, but I started some shit with this. Um, <laughs> so, OK, I don't know if you guys gathered this from the Wu documentary, but basically Staten Island is a very racist place. The, you know, kind of all up together. And then the rest of the island is very upper middle class, white Trump supporting fools um and basically my hometown newspaper had wrote the editor had wrote like an op-ed basically saying how colin kaepernick needs to stop already and how who is he to be saying what's appropriate and what isn't but the article took a whole turn too saying you know everything's so sensitive these days it's hard to know what's okay our confederate flags are no longer okay blah 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 like going down the list and then it was like, first of all, my dude, these are things that you, why do you want, or why would anyone want to wear these things, given the history of this country, right? Like, uh-huh. the truth of the matter is this. The history and the origins of our country is dirty as fuck, okay? Like, this country was founded during a time when slavery was not only legal, but profitable and, like, the main way that people maintained power and wealth. Um, and then a hundred years later, we had a war because half of the damn country didn't want to get rid of slavery. So my thing is, if anybody wants to wear any article of clothing or shoes or anything of any symbolism that represents a time when my people and people looked like me were enslaved and under white rule, then they can unfollow me not only on social media, but in real life too. And I basically said as much on Facebook and got a lot of backlash. And some of it was healthy, you know, debate, I will say, because some people are like, well, we never looked at the Betsy Ross flag in that way. So, you know, to us, that flag is our nation's first flag. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's something that you should you should be proud of if you're a proud American. But it's like, well, let's kind of take a closer look at the history of what was going on when that flag was constructed, like. Because that's important. And so I feel like, A, I mean, salute Colin Kaepernick always, right? We're kneeling with him. But B, I feel like what I'm coming to find firsthand, because I live in such a place that is divided, right? It's that people, and I guess we should say white people, but then there's also some black people that see things this way too. So I guess we can't just limit it. Um, but people on the Trump side of, of, of life, kind of tend to see things as a in the lens of it's all patriotism and let's turn a blind eye to the negative shit in in the country's history and just be proud when it's like easy for you to say how can we be proud when the people who are waving that flag were enslaving and whipping us like i mean it's and the ramifications of that enslavement still last to this very day from an economic standpoint from a social standpoint. So I don't know. I feel like we're that that situation and my post about it really made me realize that we're in such a scary place as a society. And I'm just really scared <laughs> for our future because instead of us 
seeing each other's points and as knowledgeable and enlightened as we all are to having access to information and facts that prove, you know, that there is a fucked up history here. And we're instead we're just picking sides and not listening to each other or empathizing. So I don't know. I I, I say all that to say like we in trouble. Anyway, <laughs> next. <laughs> no, I mean I agree with you. I think that the whole everything that's going on in this country now racially is going to just keep bubbling it's just going to keep bubbling it's getting to a point where it's going to get really ugly and god forbid trump get reelected because i really honestly feel and i've said this before and people it, I, I i don't mean hyperbole by this if by some chance trump gets reelected there's going to be a civil war in this country uh-huh. it's going to be and it's it's not going to be any joke and this is this is why it's it's important to not have somebody who's supposed to be the head of this country being such a, div- a divisive person because this shit is it's ugly out here and it's like it's starting to become not even just about race the left versus the right like it's 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 classism racism all the isms or it's really getting to a point to a, bu- a bubbling point and it's going to be ugly really soon mm-hmm. so agreed uh, we just gotta pray. That's all we can do is we can just pray. Um, but let's let's move on before we go down that rabbit hole and I start getting emotional. Let's uh Tiger. <laughs> the this this light skinned little Wayne video. Any thoughts on it? I thought it was creative, but yeah. <laughs> I thought it was creative and corny at the same time. So I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> you know, because man, little Wayne is a um <clears throat> a legend. Mm-hmm. Um but he but he's not a don't do that yet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. let little Wayne get about 45, 46 and then somebody else do it. But what was the point of it? I don't know. That's what I'm okay. saying. Like can we wait? But, but can we wait? And my problem with it is it's not even that. It's that little is is dope in the, as much of an icon and Everything is Lil Wayne has been in this game. I would never take that away from him. His visuals have never been special. There's nothing. There's nothing been special about a Lil Wayne video. So why recreate him? Like just to me, that's just what my mind went to. I can't, I can't name a classic Lil Wayne video at all, at least in my opinion. So why remake him? So the, fire, the Fireman video was. It was kind of. It was. It was. I, was, I liked it. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm I hated these videos. They're just not iconic at all. They're not. They're not at all. But he. When he redid the videos, I knew what they were. Yeah. But they wasn't, it's not like, it's not like cream. It's not that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's too, it's too soon. Tiger, it's too soon, bro. Yeah. It's too soon. Uh-oh. Yeah. How to love the dope Lil Wayne video, though, concept-wise. What's that? How to love. Oh. Remember the, the girl, like, okay. in the beginning, it was like she was getting diagnosed with HIV. Yeah. But then in the end, the outcome changed. I don't know. That was okay. cool. Yeah, and I don't like him. So for me, it's, like that. <laughs> it's just yeah. I mean, that's just my only issue with it. it's like it's not like he's recreating like Missy Elliott or Ludacris videos or something like that. Buster Rhymes videos. Like he's not doing any of that. And even if he was, he's not the person to redo that type of shit. That's what I'm saying. Like it's not. That's not your. That's not your job, bro. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. It. Yeah. Tiger being. Let me say. Let me say this before we go on to the next one. Um, I didn't get. I didn't get my part 
to speak on the Kaepernick thing. Oh, my but bad. I'm glad. No, no, no. But I'm glad. Okay. Because Mary on some shit today. Mar- this is Mary's episode. Yo, she went off. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think I went, our, our I think our pregame conversation got got those juices flowing because she's been on ten today. <laughs> I love tell you. I I was waiting for Hayes to say, "Hey, all right, all right. What about you, Bailey? I was gonna say, "Look, what you want me to do with that? What you want? <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> nothing. She did that." That's probably why I forgot to throw it back to you because I feel like she 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 did it all. There was nothing left. Yo, nothing left to I did done. not want to get it. I did not need to be subbed in the game, Coach. I'm good right here. I'm good. Well, listen, I was very well prepared for that because seriously, go follow me on Facebook and you will see the debate that like that was a shit show. Like I had people calling and texting me and being like, you know, you didn't start some shit now and and don't forget, like, well, I don't know if I ever even shared this, but like on my dad's side of the family, which is you know the Italian side. Most of them are Trump supporters, and they all follow, like, family follows me on Facebook, not so much Instagram. So, and, you know, I try to refrain from talking politics there for that very reason. And, yeah, I couldn't be quiet when I saw that shit. So, and then it was, you know, I my closing thought on that <laughs> is that I just feel like this. In any relationship, right, if somebody says that there is a problem, then there is a problem. And for mm-hmm. you to dismiss that problem then means you don't give a fuck about the other person. And I think that's where we are as a country. It's like, all right, people who feel like you're not offended by this, there's a whole entire group of people who are offended by it. And for you to say that you still want to wear it or whatever the case is, then that means you just don't give a fuck about the people who have a history of affliction and are saying that this is triggering for them. So you are the asshole here. (laughs) I don't know. Only anyway. thing that we need to do, Hayes, is insert Puff Daddy behind everything that she just said. <laughs> the same, the same ad libs that he did for Nipsey. <laughs> it's the same thing we need to put behind everything because that's all I think about. Yeah. I just nothing. Yo, Mary on some shit today, man. I don't know. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Talk that shit because I'm like, I don't know. Oh, skip my turn. I don't I need love it. it. I love it. I love it. Oh man, we're gonna have to. We have to put more topics like this on the docket because I see it gets Mary's juices flowing. But yeah, hey, uh, we're... hashtag, hashtag. It'll be your fault. Oh, it's not gonna happen. We, we, no, you will be protected at all costs. We will not let that happen. You better send some Panthers <laughs> or something over here. Now, we we good for a group fight, but hashtag what Mary said. <laughs> I think you just named the episode, but let's move in to our last break. <laughs> We'll be right back. What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is your boy, AB. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop, the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at 11 motherfucking o'clock. Please kill, kill, double fucking kill. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, not full reviews, uh, especially because Lowe isn't here. So we're just going to kind of talk about our thoughts on uh, two of the more of the bigger albums that dropped over the last couple of weeks. So the first one is Chris Brown's Indigo. Um, a, if you've made it through this audio book of an album, uh, but so far of what you've listened, what have you guys thought about Chris Brown's latest album? Mary, I'll come to you first. Okay. So, A, I did not make it through the entire audiobook. Um, and nor did I really ever intend or expect to. The only reason why I would have even attempted was for the purpose of the show. But, you know, a chick had shit to do. Um, but I will say this. I, I think we've covered this a bit in the past. I respect, love, adore Chris Brown as an artist. Honestly. Like, I 
think he's amazing. But I will say that I've heard of this article has been a lot more of the same sound that he's been recently putting out, which mm-hmm. I'm not mad at, but definitely wasn't anything like, you know, outside of the, the, the formula that he's been successful with. And then I hopped off with the whole, I only fuck with black bitches with good hair shit. Uh, so that, uh. that kind of made me like, all right, he's just... He just can't ever <laughs> be non-problematic. And I feel like he's made some low-key kind of I only like light-skinned bitches type of comments in the past. And That's I'm a triple negative. Yeah. yeah, I'm not down with that at all. So, bye, Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and the reaction to him, like, social media coming down on him, Tokyo from Love & Hip Hop completely reading him. Like, that was hilarious. And I will probably pull that snippet and play it on this episode. But she gave, she read that man's whole entire life. She said, we know you like light-skinned bitches, cocaine, heroin, crack. And it was just, man, hilarious. But, Baylor, what do you think about the audio book? I actually did listen to the whole thing. Uh, I I got four tracks out of the 32. If you follow sports, four out of 32 is bad in anything. Um But at the same time, I know he's making music for a certain generation, a certain crowd. At the same time, he will give you uh, a few tracks because I bought his first album. His first album is a classic to me. All right. But from time to time, when when he comes out with albums, he will give you a, a few tracks that just, it's a hint of Michael Jackson there. Um and, and, and again, like I said, it's a few tracks that I downloaded, four of them, where I was like, okay, okay. And I actually like the track that he got with Drake. I do. And I don't even really like those two like that anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was a good song. Um, yeah, his shooting percentage is bad on that one. And this is the problem with having an album this long, is that it comes off as unfocused. And literally, I swear, because I, I listened to most, I didn't finish it. I think maybe I made it through 18 of the 32 tracks. But there's got to a certain point where it just all started sounding the exact same. Yep. And so yep. when you when you don't differentiate, like uh, Drake had the double disc, at least that was half R&B, half rap. Like there was something to kind of change it up. When you have an album this long and it literally starts sounding like it's all the same, it just comes off as like you just didn't want to take anything off the album. I honestly think that if he would have cut this down to a 10-track a album, Bailey, even for you, Four out of ten is a good percentage. Four out of ten is good. So it's good. if he would have cut that down to like ten or twelve tracks, I think that it would have been an easier listen and it, it would have come off as a better album probably than what it even is. Um, it just, yeah, just I'm, I'm not feeling this, man. I'm not feeling this at all. Yeah, because there are some other tracks in there where it's like you don't necessarily like it, but you could, you'll deal with it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A couple of shoulder moves, you know, type of tracks. And like I said, maybe the four tracks that I like, everybody else doesn't like uh, or whatever. But, you know, give me 10 to 13 tracks and then four of them I like, that's cool. I don't think this is going to be a classic album at all. No. And the thing is, too, is that he could have easily did what a lot of artists are doing now. If he had that many tracks and he didn't want to cut them all, release some of them and then do a volume two, six months, four to six months later, release the rest of them. He should have just slapped mixtape across it because he just <laughs> he did sample a lot of um, yeah. the old grinding beat. beat. Really, the Yo, grinding beat. Yeah, hey, you gotta you got be careful, Chris. I'm, <laughs> all right, Mary, do your thing because you've been going off all that day. <laughs> so you just let him know you got to be careful when you sample some classic stuff right like that. Yeah, that's just wild, man. And then she, the the 
the 15 or 16 year re, uh, um, anniversary of that first Clips album has to be coming around. It has to be, if not longer than that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we'll get to that when we get it. I know that's a sidetrack. But the next album, <laughs> last a last topic for today, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Who wants to go first on this one? I'm excited to talk about this one, if you can't tell. I don't know if y'all going to like me on this one. What? Mary, any thoughts on Revenge of the Dreamers? I haven't sat with it. Okay. Enough to really get, but I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a fan, and and I can't see myself being unhappy. <laughs> so, yeah, you you go do you. All, All right, right, so my before, is over. <laughs> before before Baylor gets into it, I want to say I love it when me the whole reason Baylor's on this podcast is because me and him had a couple disagreements with hip hop, and I just and I re- respect his opinion so much. I'm like. We got to do a podcast together. So that's how this came about. So when me and Baylor disagree on something, I get excited because that's kind of what birthed this. So Baylor, your thoughts on Revenge of the Dreamers? It was like, it was like mashed potatoes before you put like the salt in it. (laughs) I thought, I thought the production, I thought the production was, was solid. Um, I ain't, Hayes, I ain't gonna lie to you. It was a couple of tracks where I almost fell asleep on the freeway. Damn. Okay. But overall, oh, that shit way better than that Chris Brown album. Overall, it was, it was okay. It was good. It was good. Uh-huh. I'll say that it wasn't. It wasn't. It, again, I have to listen to it about six or seven more times before I can consider it a great album. Okay. And we're, and we're not doing a full review either, so we'll probably do that another week or two, and then we'll actually break it down a little bit more. But go ahead, keep going. You know, you know what it sounds like. It sounds like. It sounds like they did the album over four times. Damn. It sounds like they went in there and said, damn, you said that? I bet. Okay. I, and I agree with that critique. So this, my critique of this album, I'll start there, is that they try to fit too many people on every track. My God. Like, they, are they the new Wu-Tang? I, I get it. I get it that this is a label album. This is a crew <laughs> album. But this started feeling like... Uh, like the the last Rough Riders album when they after they added Jen and a whole bunch of people that we didn't even really know and it's just like all right everybody doesn't have to be on every track I think that it would have been and it would have bred better competition if it's like all right whoever got the three hottest verses that's who's getting on this track everybody else is getting left off Mary the, they had so many cats on this album when you heard J Cole it was like oh shit there you go it was refreshing to hear him he was the feature. <laughs> Man, it was it was yo. All right, (laughs) but what what I will say it positive positive about and maybe this is why I'm so much higher on this album is that for me when this album got announced I was excited for a few reasons. Jid, I wanted I love I want to hear more and more Jid. The hearing J Cole on other producers' beats was another reason Mm -hmm. why because we don't get it on his album and I was excited to see to hear a couple of the other Dreamville artists. J.I.D. did not disappoint anywhere on this album. The production did not disappoint anywhere on this album, even on the tracks that I did not like. And J. Cole didn't disappoint anywhere on this album. So for me and what I was looking for, it already started in a good place because that's that's what I was looking for mainly out of this album. But I will say that some of the some of the, the tracks surprised me. Uh, the Vince Staples track, uh, Rembrandt Run It Back. I mm. love that track. I, I love okay. it because it, like, it showed me something. I don't really care for Vince Staples. But on this, oh, whoa, whoa, track, whoa, 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 we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. I don't really care for Vince. Staples. No, but, but, but what we're not going <laughs> to do today is do that. You didn't have to say that. You didn't have to say that. Let's go on 
with the review. Vince <laughs> Staples right. is one of the most boring artists in this generation to me, personally. Oh, I love wow. to hear him talk. Like I will say this: oh, Vince wow. Staples' opinions on life and his like his sense of humor and everything, I mm. love. As a rapper, nah, bro. Ooh, wait. But what is wrong with you two today? <laughs> but um, this Man, album. I didn't say that nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, man. You you no. You've been shoot. You've been you've been Chef Curry hot today. Yeah. Hey, so, hey, I'm, I'm Hayes, Hayes didn't have to do that though. We know he didn't have to do that. <laughs> Hayes is KD leaving us right now. Yeah, Hayes is definitely Brooklyn right Brooklyn. now. Oh, yeah. man, damn. Yeah. All right. He's number seven. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> I, I, but I really did enjoy most of this album. Um, and even on the tracks that I didn't care for as like full tracks, there was either a verse or something on it that I was able to pull from it that I enjoyed on almost every track. So I'm, I'm really high on this album. I feel like Middle Child was thrown in. I don't. I, there's no one who can convince me that Middle Child was originally meant to be on this album. I think they just threw that on yeah. there just to, uh, yeah, just it's just a filler and it's still a good song. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoy the album for what it's what it's worth. I haven't, like you said, really got to see what I've had one full playthrough and one partial playthrough where I've kind of jumped back and forth between a couple of tracks. So I'll try to get a couple more playthroughs together before we actually do the full review, um, where I could be a little bit more critical on it. But on on first full listen. I really thoroughly enjoyed this album. I just I just heard it once, so don't crucify me. And it was in traffic. I, again, I still have to turn the lights off. I still have to pop an edible, and like it's a lot of things I I gotta do to like <laughs> you know you know. But overall, I thought the production was was good though. Yeah. I thought it was real good. Yeah. What? Uh, who? Okay, so like other of course other than J Cole, we'll even throw JID in there. Who do you think's the standout artist on Dreamville is? Other than J. Cole, of course. No, J.I.D. was it. J.I.D.? Mary, do you agree I with th- that? I think, I thought, I thought that, shit, if you, if I'm not mistaken, it was his album. That's the, and yeah. that's the thing, yeah. And that's what, it, 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 it felt like a, really a showcase for J.I.D. to show his versatility. It was like, it was like, if I could put it like this, it was like Clay taking over. Okay. And then the bench stepping up, and then, <laughs> and then Curry coming in. <laughs> Okay. You see what I'm saying? I so uh, they got a cold squad. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. Stop fitting so many people on track. <laughs> Yo, it was like a big ass Thanksgiving plate. Like you got too much shit on here. Yeah, and like I and like for people who don't like their food touching, it's like, all right, look, you got you got you got everything touching. Even the desserts touching. It's and, touching the look, turkey. The desserts should not and, touch the turkey. And that's what I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was just everything on the plate is good. It's, just, it's too much of it. Like, stop, bro. I know you went back in the studio. I know you did that. <laughs> I know you did. I know. Oh, he said that? Yeah. Yo, erase that. Run it back. <laughs> and it felt like they just dug deep. And I and I appreciate that because they, they care about the craft like that. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, come on. Yeah. And then when I heard J. Cole, I was like, oh, there we go. Like, literally, right. one of these tracks has six people on it. Six. Only Wu-Tang can do that. Effectively. Like yeah, that's it. it's yeah, that's it. That's crazy. Wow. All right, <laughs> so we we'll come back with a full review on that. Maybe uh maybe probably not next episode. Maybe the episode after. We'll just see how it all shakes out when everyone gets a full chance to kind of sit with the album. But that's it. This is another episode in the books. Any parting words? Anything before we go? Yeah, shout out to Vince Staples. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Baby the Great on all social media platforms. You can also find me in Lone Beach with Vince Staples. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> 
Vince Staples, stop dropping summertime albums in the winter, bro. Stop doing it. Stop, <laughs> stop dropping summertime albums in the winter. <laughs> Mary, what about you? Well, thank you for coming out. God bless. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all can tell we had a lot of fun this week. Uh, <laughs> I don't even, Baylor, did you even plug your social media? Tell the people where they can follow you, bro. I did. I just said at Bailey the Great. Oh, okay. At Bailey the Great on all social media platforms, including Lone Beach, where Vince Staples is from. <laughs> Mary, go ahead. Yeah. And I'm Miss Mary Almonte, or on Facebook, if you want to join my political fights, uh, I'm just my name, Mary Almonte, and all power to the people. Oh, no, you got to change your name after today. It's got to be Mary the God. Yeah. Mary the God. And you got to change your profile picture to you doing the black power fist. Like, it has to be. Right? G-A-W-D. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys can follow my crazy ass at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E and you can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio and this has been another episode of the best hip hop podcast around we're out peace rest in peace combat jack <laughs> absolutely if you miss me Under the sun, nobody fucking with sun. I got a couple of sons, a couple of guns, a couple of niggas that bust up the party and fuck up the fun. She digging me and I'm cuffing a friend. She igging you, are we fucking for fun? I got a suck in the thumb, that my little baby. She call me daddy, like grandmama baby. If this Sunday dinner, my hand on the gravy. I've been on the craziest wave. If I'm on the stage, it is my minimum wage. This ain't no kennel, baby.